Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 86, episode 4 of Der Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries and fuck Fox News. Fuck off. It's Thursday, June 13th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. All the guest co-hosts are great, but where the hell is Miles Gray? Where were you while we recorded Zeit? Talking culture down the hall, Snooky's letter on the wall. I bet Miles was somewhere getting high. Today you will find me recording daily zeitgeist because my name is jack o'brien my name is jack o'brien and i'm white uh that is courtesy of chrissy i'm gucci man who said uh i don't know why i announced that you were white i just needed something to rhyme so i appreciate that christy a Yamaguchi man, and I'm thrilled to be joined once again by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> tick, tick, boom, we me banging down these back streets. Bumping black street, treated like a mathlete. Life ain't a track meet. No, it's a hackathon. Fuck the cemetery that a prab will get buried on. Okay, I'm just going to uh. keep that there. Uh, because that Ice Cube track, one of the first vinyl records I bought when I was DJing in high school. Um, and Justin Chen, at Just Chen, you activated my memory. So thank you for that. You can do it. He actually has a full 16 bars first oh, written shit. here. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, but I already took up yeah, a half after hour I see, with my AK. Well, no, I mean, I can't. I'm not going to follow up Oasis with that. You know? <laughs> out of respect for the, the brothers Gallagher. How you doing, man? It's good to have you back. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, thank you for having me back. Mm. It was a little touch and go there. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We were. It was last second decision. Yeah. And I'm glad yeah. to bring you on back. And I'm glad. Hey, look. You were fair. You said, "Look, we'll flip this coin." Right. Heads, you stay. Tails, I'll figure. I'll, I'll do what I want to do. That's right. And it was heads. Yes. Uh, well, we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Ellery Smith. Hi. Welcome. Hey. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. You got any AKs? No. Any nicknames? Nope. Wow, really? Yeah, not a single Celery one. Celery stick? I get that sometimes. Yeah. Funny, right? No. Hilarious. <laughs> Fairly uncreative. I could, yes. I've never seen someone feign laughter more than she did. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That was great. Yeah, I mailed it in. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, what's your favorite karaoke song? Ooh. Damn. Miles coming at her. Well, that's the thing I always ask when I, I like ask about AKs. I like 9 to 5. I'm a big what? 9 to I'm a big, yeah. I'm okay. a big Dolly fan. Oh, you are? Yeah. Damn, Dolly fans in the building. Yeah. Dolly's having a moment right now. I mean, she she's, is, yeah. she's having, having a, a lifelong moment. Well, she did but... that uh, all of the music for uh, Dumpling, that movie on Netflix yeah. with Jennifer oh. Aniston. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She got that NASCAR. Yeah. I was just I mean, talking about it. me and my weird little po- podcast world. They just did uh, Jolene on uh, Punch Up the Jam. Oh, interesting. And... You're going to punch up Jolene? <laughs> me first and the Gimme Gimmies have like a very fun punk version of Jolene yeah. that's like it's an incredible cover yeah you can't beat Jolene and they don't punch it up they don't they don't like they They're basically talk about song, how good yeah. it is the whole time right but uh it makes you appreciate how good the only way is. you could kind of punch it up is if you do the half speed version because right. that version that is, have you heard Jolene oh, yeah. half speed no. yeah oh it's like is a it... groover yeah 
That's ins- I have to listen to it. She met a little girl named Jillian, and that's what inspired her to write the song. I know, isn't, isn't that, that weird? It's kind of fucked up. Right? And you can tell that's one thing that she was about like, "Ooh, you gonna steal all yeah, these dudes, exactly, man? You exactly, nag, exactly. oh, exactly. you trouble." So she it was, was like partially man stealer on yeah. record to this little eight year old. Partially, <laughs> it was that there was a uh, bank teller that her husband always like wanted to go to, and she was like, oh, "I bet he wants to, you know." get with this girl and then Jolene the name and all the physical descriptions are about a five-year-old girl which would be weird if you think about it too much but they were talking (laughs) about how the song is clearly like from the point of view of someone who's kind of in love with Jolene yeah doesn't like she had that that ivory skin because it's just like god damn you're beautiful oh this is it with this already. Yeah, it's a, this, this is, is like good. a smoke of blood version. Yeah. I played this very on early in the show, but for people who need to know. Jolene, 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 Jolene. All right, so, you know, if you're interested yeah, yeah. in that, just search uh, Dolly Parton, Jolene at 33 RPM. That shit is fire. Uh, all right, Ellery, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to take our listeners through a few of the things we're talking about today. The internet is pissed off about Chernobyl selfies. We're going to place them in a grand tradition of just shitty selfies <laughs> at uh, inappropriate locations. Uh, we are going to talk about the president liking the first tweet he's liked in years, and it's a Rihanna tweet. Uh, we're going to talk about where the USA ranks uh, in terms of the list of most peaceful nations around the world, most peaceful places to oh, live. Can't wait for that. Not great. <laughs> Poliosis. Uh, Miles is what you're calling this next segment. We're yeah. talking about uh, polls coming out that so are saying many polls. they're they're bad for uh, President Trump. It seems like. Hey, this feels like 2016 all over again. I know. You know? Yeah, I remember yeah, I used to look at those polls like, "Woohoo, you're cooked, <laughs> motherfucker." Yeah. Uh, but you know, but either way, still, based on what some people are saying, I definitely wouldn't say it's a good sign. Yeah. You know. And Adweek has discovered a uh, secret, uh, newly discovered reason not to market to millennials, uh, namely that they're broke. Uh, They? uh, Yes. We. We. We're broke. Uh, I'm I'm actually, they define millennial as 81, and I'm 80. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're you're generation next? I'm just talking about with this article. Oh. I'm generation. Also, I look at my bank account, and I'm (laughs) definitely not broke. (laughs) I'm broke. (laughs) Uh, Radiohead <laughs> doesn't negotiate with terrorists. We're going to talk about that. And finally, maybe the most important story <laughs> yes, in the history of the Daily you. Zeitgeist, uh, the sommeliers at Mountain Dew have blessed us mm. with a new flavor of Dew, the first new flavor in years. Don't even tell them. Just uh, yeah, stay well, or stick around. Okay. It's, or it's exciting stuff, it. what, they're, what they're matching it with. It's, I'm acting like we're breaking news. <laughs> Don't yes. ruin it. <laughs> Don't ruin it for them. It ruined itself. It's gross. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what? Give us a chance. Yeah, Wait till, yeah, we'll let me describe. It. Yes, please, please. Uh, Ellery, first, we'd like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? <laughs> I'm trying to buy a shirt that says vegetarian on it because I thought that would be funny. Uh-huh. So I have vegetarian shirt men's, vegetarian shirt women's, and then I searched vegetarian shirt kids because I'm small. Oh, mm. and did you, you find? Is, was no. there an Etsy store? No, I'm going to have to make one, I think. Really? Yeah. There you Damn. go. Damn. Yeah. That- you just announced There's no a billion-dollar vag- idea on our podcast. I'm going to yeah. do a cafe press if anybody wants to put in an order. There you go. Mm. Or shit, we should just do it through Public. What if you make that shirt, but then it becomes like the next FBI female body inspector? It's just like popular with like toxic dudes. I could die No, because <laughs> toxic dudes are like, I don't eat pussy. 
Yeah, that's yeah. those dudes would not be wearing a vegetarian shirt. But okay. there, are, there's like a subsect of dudes who will eat pussy like it's a favor to you to like right, prove right. that they're an ally. <laughs> yeah. I think that that would be. Dude, I don't know if you remember, like off the rip, I went down on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, so... I didn't even ask. Like I didn't exactly. pull my dick or nothing. Like I right. ate you out, and I'm pretty sure you came. So that's why it was cool that I called you a bitch in front of everyone at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> like whoa. You're wow. describing three of my ex-boyfriends. Yeah, <laughs> or me so at specific. twenty. <laughs> Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Something I think is underrated. Spoilers. Spoilers are underrated. Yeah, I think a spoiler. Oh, I you like spoiler alert. No, 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 okay. no, no. Here's like, the thing, right? I enjoy spoilers because sometimes watching movies makes me anxious. Yeah, me too. Because like, if I don't know what's gonna happen, I can't like enjoy the ride. Sure, sure. So I like to Google the end of a movie before I go see wow. it. Wow. So you and Jack are very yeah. similar, like uh, that. I, you're the first person who I've heard say that and the first, one of the first people who I've ever heard who doesn't think that that's a completely insane thing yeah people get on me about yeah. it a lot but it lets me like enjoy yeah, the you craft can, of the thing right yeah you can sure. appreciate it more yeah no I, I, I get to like enjoy the details right away like my the dad whole, is the same way what's gonna happen is, yeah, is distracting I, it is distracting and it's also like panic inducing yeah I me. suffer from yeah. uh, movie based anxiety that's the <laughs> sort of soft boy that I am I don't know if I told this story 300 times before but I saw the movie 7 in the movie theater with my dad and he screamed so loud <laughs> when, and I don't know if you remember all the specific sins from that movie, but oh, there yeah. was Sloth. Remember, sloth it was the dude was who was on the bed, bed and he was like basically a decomposing oh, human. I thought he was on the, uh, there's also the uh, Gluttony, right? That was the one who had a bunch of force fed canned right. spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Sloth was a dude on the bed and like the, there was all those air fresheners up. hanging from the, yeah, and he, with the part when he wakes up, my dad <laughs> shrieked. In the theater, and it was like me and my friend, and we were like twelve at the time. We were so embarrassed because he literally went, <laughs> <laughs> like full on. Half the movie theater was like checking on him, really? and then my dad always said, "He's like, this is why I don't like these movies, man." Because like I have to, when I don't know, I'm in such a like elevated state of anticipation, anxiety mm. for when those releases come. All bets are off in his Shriek yeah. Fest '97. I think yeah. whenever that came out. But that contributes to an overall sense of dread, which is the right. goal of that movie. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. like I I can't watch that scene now and not have that reaction. Like Yeah, like, you definitely brace yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also like a little bitter about having my emotions manipulated, which I understand is like the point oh, of it. Right. <laughs> which is the whole point. Oh, but I, I I'm see. always like, You're not gonna get me. Like fuck you, man. Yeah, don't wow, make me feel about wow. this. Wow. So right. for you, that's you're resting control. Yeah. You're taking yeah. it back. You're saying, well, hold on. <laughs> I know what happens. Yeah. So I'll decide I'm how I I'm not going to be on this ride. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You can't get me. Okay. What's your favorite movie? What's my favorite movie? Probably uh, Sunshine Cleaning or Little Miss Sunshine. Oh. <laughs> you just anything with sunshine. Anything with sunshine. Yeah. Well, one is cool, like cool. A, the or the Amy movie Adams, Sunshine. Emily Blunt movie. Yeah, yeah. Where they're uh, they like are crime scene cleanup sure. for people who are also sisters. It's a great. Is there is there a, a mystery film, a film that had a twist ending that you liked, ever? I don't think I'm not a big movie person. Great, yeah. There you go. Do you, so? Do you look up spoilers to like regular TV? <laughs> no, I'm less likely to do it for TV because oh, I gotcha. I think maybe I care more about TV. Also, I have more invested in sort of character development in TV, whereas with movies, like because it's so much shorter, you're like yeah, yeah on yeah. an expedited accelerated yeah. track. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Christmas. I think Christmas is extremely overrated. Wow. Yeah. You and I are not oh. alike in that. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that against God? Um, it's against Christ, yes. Uh, Christ, mass. Jesus mm. is Put the reason for the season. Christmas. 
Um, what is it about it? Like, you just don't like the... You I think don't... it's a lot of... Pr- I think the whole season, right? Because it goes from, like, November 1st until <laughs> January right. 1st, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. So, like, just the whole season is so wrapped up in expectation and also, like, <laughs> capitalism and hey. consumerism. And it's it's horrible and it makes you feel like uh, if you don't have family, if you don't have uh, a place to go mm-hmm. during mm. those months... Right, it makes you feel like you're not included in the sort of sentiment of the season. Right, and it's really just about like performatively showing your family how much you love them, even if you can't actually stand them. You know, wow, okay, and it yeah. requires like a lot of travel that I personally find pretty stressful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely too selfish to take those expectations on because mm. when it's Christmas season, I'm like, this is my excuse to dress like fucked up like sweatpants all day mm-hmm. and oh, watch see. a bunch of dumb fucking movies. Well, you're like reclaiming it for self-care. Yeah. Yeah, whereas I have like family all over the place. I'm like running Got around you. trying to make everybody happy and like show up to everybody's Christmas. Right. And-, and that's, you know, I think that's my privilege with my dad's side of the family being pretty centrally in Los Angeles. Right. And then my mom, everyone on that side lives in Japan. Yeah. And they don't fuck with Christmas. So it's not <laughs> like they're like you're not coming for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but the New Year's are like, wait, are we going to see But you do Go over to Japan yeah, like, New around Year's, the holidays. Yeah, because New Year's yeah. is a big holiday, and I like to see everybody and, you know, check in on my, my aunts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I do think that probably not having anywhere to travel besides the coolest place to travel to probably helps with your yeah. uh, like Christmas yeah. sure. <laughs> holiday celebration. And, you know, just think of Santa Claus, mm-hmm. you know, because... Oh, he needs oh. some milk! <laughs> what? I just Why wanted to that use that drop. drop. <laughs> That's one uh, of my to stu- go with those cookies. Yes, yeah, yes. you know he needs some milk. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm abusing the soundboard right Ellery, now. Ellery, is there a holiday you really like? No, I have a similar feelings about New Year's. Right, I like Halloween, Halloween. a lot. I feel like yeah. Hall- I can fuck with Halloween. Okay. Great movies. There's yeah. like a lot of camp involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What right. about um? No, the other ones are just drinking holidays. Yeah, really. yeah. yeah. Really, I'm not also like not a big drinker, yeah. so I'm just I'm not really a holiday person. Do you? Uh, and you have to travel back. Do, is your family still in Albany? So, so this is really about Albany, and you sort of, Albany? sort of. My mom moved to a small town in South Carolina, and oh. my sister lives with her husband in like rural New Hampshire. Damn. Yes. Yeah, so it's I'm traveling to a lot of red all states. All the highlights. <laughs> all the highlights. All the yeah. highlights. It's a lot of, and I'll, it's just, I have a very complicated relationship with it because it's, uh, I come from a, like a fairly conservative family. Mm. And so in LA, I get to mouth off like all day long about mm-hmm. things that I believe in, and then I go home and I have to like button up a little bit. Right. And mm. it's harder to- Bite through your yes, tongue. exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, your little blood um, coming out of your mouth. Yeah, I'm bleeding from the mouth. <laughs> oh, really? I'm sorry. Okay? No, go on about the, the fetal heart. Immigration bill. crisis. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and finally, what's a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? Um, I think the myth that like with enough hard work, anything is possible is like sort of a toxic one, yeah. right? Because it's just, it's erasure of privilege. And it's also specifically like in entertainment, it's erasure of how often, uh, just like being in the right place at the right time comes into it. And it's also, it sort of like undermines actual hard work because you can get into a cycle where you think that you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one that I'll. Yeah. No, I think that is one of the biggest and most pervasive and toxic myths in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. It's the also like. straps, like Horatio exactly. Alger thing. It's a crazy pervasive idea that I think can. You can internalize and then uh, like weaponize against yourself, yeah, in some pretty harmful ways, yeah. yeah. And then you know, people like 
Steve Jobs's biographers and like all all the people who write this who tell the story of like huge uh, accomplishments in American history just write the people who helped them and all the pe- all the privilege and head starts that they had yes. they just write those things out so Absolutely. people it's... get screwed over and it ends up giving us this ideology of like like where where I, I don't know like the way I was raised like culturally I I feel like like collectivism is like so foreign to my mindset and that's I think that's a bad thing mm-hmm. yeah I yeah. think uh absolutely I, I think specifically Americans maybe have a hard time with um like collaboration as yeah. a goal in and of itself and yeah I think that's something I had to learn in working with tv it's like your ideas are not paramount and nor will right. they ever be the, the paramount is the collective right it's about like what we can all do to to mold and to punch up this one thing that we're working on together. Right. And that's sort of like a that's sort of like a separate topic from like you on your personal endeavors thinking that if you work as hard as you can and like burn the candle at both ends, you'll eventually get what you want. Right. Which is sort of like setting yourself up for disappointment and not taking into consideration the fact that people are starting at different points. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. My bootstraps broke off. <laughs> Hold on them shit's too You're damn hard. Too hard. Happened. Yeah, luckily someone just discovered me on the street. Yeah, I mean, gave me this podcast. The idea of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps is physically stupid. impossible. Yeah, it doesn't even really. Make yeah, sense. it doesn't make sense. But I think the original idea of like, well, yeah, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It was that that's impossible. That you need people <laughs> to help you, and it's an idiom we all got wrong. Right. Yeah. 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 There's tons of those too. Yeah, why don't uh, I love thinking about that? Yeah, <laughs> that, that somebody it was saying this, it sarcastically. Like, ideology. That yeah. It's like just think about it. that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How are you going to pull yourself up by your bootstrap? That's my impression of somebody pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. I think it's that. Well, they're like. I mean, people clearly research this a lot because they're like, "What is the origin of it?" Says it refers, of course, to boots and the straps that some boots have attached to help the wearer pull them on and to the imagined feat of lifting oneself off the ground. The internet is not good at finding origins of anything. Yeah. They just have so many false leads. Uh. It's just like I'm trying to think of what you could say now that is just as like completely devoid of any kind of like logic or science behind it of lift physically pulling yourself yeah. anyway it's sort of like the ultimate platitude right yeah right it's enough to get you thinking and then the second but yeah then you're like, and then wait, you're just like wait that doesn't track my bootstraps <laughs> <laughs> on it's my sort of head? like saying time takes time right yeah Ugh. it's just like no shit but don't it yeah but don't it yeah <laughs> so. Ooh, think about that uh, one. yeah gotta i go. hated that uh let's talk about chernobyl selfies guys uh, did you, what did does you that work? mean? I love it. Chernobyl. Uh, people are going to Chernobyl following, you know, people like to go to real life locations from their favorite TV shows and take selfies like the Seinfeld coffee shop. Sure. The Tanner house in San Francisco. Sure. Uh, Chernobyl. Yeah. Because there's that HBO series that we're still not discussing in detail because I'm waiting for Miles to watch I it. I will watch it this weekend. Don't okay. worry. Um, I have I have time socked away to be going to a very dark place. Yes. Uh, but the real-life Chernobyl, uh, the exclusion zone, has seen a spike in tour bookings, uh, 30% more than usual in May and 40% uh, during the rest of the summer months. So, and that's off the strength of the show, for I sure. I mean, people are assuming that. Yeah, it that, must be. Yeah. Unless there's some other reason Chernobyl's really in right now. Really hot right now. Um, yeah, and people are taking smiling selfies all over the place there. 
uh, the showrunner had to come out and say, if you visit, please remember that a terrible tragedy occurred there. Comport yourself with respect for all who suffered and sacrificed. Um, is there like a specific spot they keep going to? Like, is there like a memorial thing? Or they're just sort of like pointing to like a sign and like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably Like that. the reactor. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like this dude's skin melted off here. Ha ha, lol, 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 please like. Right, right. Hashtag melted skin, hashtag Chernobyl, hashtag HBO, hashtag please like. Yeah. So you were telling me about a habit that you have, a, a yes. semi-annual habit. I'm Look, I studied history uh, in college. I'm a, I think history is very important. I respect history. Um, and this is a thing of people taking inappropriate ass Instagram photos at every, at every imaginable kind of right. place, especially ones where like awful shit happens. Are there nine eleven self like the where the where the World Trade Center? Is? Oh, Jack, <laughs> regale us with the tale of the bachelor party. Uh, the nine eleven memorial, despite being a place specifically for quiet reflection, and the whole design is uh, made for quiet reflection. Uh, is often filled with tourists grinning for selfies. And in 2016, a bachelor party took selfies with a blow-up doll there. You're kidding. Oh. Yeah. yeah, of course. Because who? where else would you have your bachelor party than 9 <laughs> dude? Grinds Can you imagine zero. what kind of witty caption? They're like, dude, oh. this is ground zero for the end of Brett's fucking life, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Inside blowjob. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Right, right. <laughs> Inside blowjob. Damn, that's Damn. why she's writing for TV. Let them know. <laughs> um, right. No, so another thing. You know, I remember a few years ago when the Holocaust Memorial went up in Berlin, yeah, you there were, were a lot of people being these. like, please stop planking on it. Stop doing yoga poses on it. So every now and then I check in on it. And Jack thought I was joking. I have screen grabs from January when I was looking yeah. at it last with some of the more fucking weird, like just inappropriate shit. Again, this is a memorial to the, the Jews that were killed in the Holocaust. That seems... So obvious. It's yeah. so obvious. But <laughs> right. when I, I went to Emerson College in Boston, there was like a uh, famous Auschwitz museum there, and two kids were caught having sex inside of it. No. <laughs> yes. In is, the fucking museum. Yeah. Well, it's it's like it's uh it's it's like an outdoor. It's not a museum. It's like a. Right. His yeah. Whatever. It's of, it's like a site. Yeah. Right. There's like, memorial site. Exactly. Sites. It's like a memorial site. It's outside. It's sort of like a little parky, but not. Sure. Uh, and yeah, two kids. Two kids were having sex there, and it's just like so interesting to me. Uh. The things that seem obvious that are not, right? Right. Like how tone deaf people can be. Well, I think this is why. So, for example, this is one. um, Again, this woman looks really cute there. She has the location tagged. Ellery, can you please read the uh, (laughs) caption of that photo? So this is a woman looking cute at the Holocaust Memorial in in Germany. It says, what a time to be alive, dash Drake. Put a motherfucking Drake quote. Memorial to the murder juice is tagged. You tag that photo there, and your caption is, What a time time to be alive, alive. Drake. (laughs) What a time to be alive, also. This is another one. This is another dude. That dude is just showing off his biceps. He's flexing in the thing. Read this caption Uh, Respect to all the lost souls. Hashtag Peng Berlin 2018. This is like his trip. Hashtag Peng Aura 2018. Hashtag Peng Germany 2018. This guy, okay, and then just one last one. Um, this is another one. Just a woman flexing in her, like, Burberry outfit, looking really cute. And then this hashtag just says, hashtag memorial to the murdered Jews. <laughs> but, but she looks like she's doing, like, a fashion, like, outfit of the day type. But anyway, the point Everything being. Everything is content. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's where you get you go to these places, which are meant to sort of inspire reflection or be like, wow, this is a significant thing. But we live in an age now where, like, I can get some likes with this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, let me just 
turn my hip out in front of the yeah. hashtag mo- memorial for the murder Jews of Europe. If a quiet reflection falls in the woods, you know what I mean? Yeah, Nobody's exactly. Nobody's around to see it. And, and will it get likes? Does it count? Yeah. Auschwitz in particular has had to uh, ask people to stop uh, balancing themselves. I think this means like planking, planking. on the uh, infamous railway tracks Jesus that lead Christ. up to Auschwitz. What You should be honestly like... But I, uh, so this this that makes one is, like, me particularly yeah horrible, like what right? the fuck like, what is wrong doing? like what this makes me despair for you guys' generation uh, oh by one <laughs> fucking day over here uh, but speak for yourself I'm Gen Z okay oh yeah you probably are Gen Z. no I'm I'm not I'm the oh. last year yeah. <laughs> this, 12, this show 13? spans three generations uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is actually something like uh, our writer Jay McNabb was pointing out that. There's like souvenir stands all over Chernobyl, like fridge magnets, uh, radioactive ice cream, canned right. air. Uh, there's a canned air. Yeah, there's oh, a shout t- out to that entrepreneur. <laughs> there's a T-shirt, radioactive wolf Chernobyl, uh, and then the world's most depressing snow globe. It's a snow globe of the uh, factory, oh, the but then the snow is black. So yeah, it looks like yeah nuclear fun fallout. fun gift fun Christmas gift you for everyone. You can monetize anything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we've been we've been terrible since the beginning. I think. Uh, yeah, well, also since I the mean, invention of there's souvenirs. plenty of nine eleven souvenirs. You know, every place that oh, deals yeah, with money, never forget any capitalist place is going right. to monetize anything. Also, we monetize if we think about like the onslaught of uh, true crime documentaries and pedophilia documentaries. Yes. Like we are, we are not. We are almost constantly trafficking in tragedy. Yeah, yeah so that's it's true. Not, this is like two steps away from that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like some true crime, at least you can tell yourself you're trying to create meaning from like the truth of the situation, whereas uh, Snow Globe doesn't create as much meaning, but maybe it does to some people. I don't know. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like you're using this awful shit and the trauma of other people to be like, Yo, you want to see some? Exactly. It's, it's like a rotten.com <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's basically, yeah, yeah. hey, you want to see a dead body? Yeah, exactly. Right. And imagine if that dead body was your mother. You'd right. be, <laughs> you would be fighting people up. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, but again, you know, please uh, have respect at the very least at memorials. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something wild at the Statue of Liberty, fine. Yeah. You know, but when, yeah, but at the end of the day, got to do it for the likes. That's the culture. For the gram. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, real quick, Donald Trump has liked his first tweet in years. Uh, He's very active on Twitter, but he doesn't like things because he's, I guess, dead and empty on the inside. But uh, the so he liked a tweet uh, and I'm just going to read it to you guys. Uh, It is a tweet that says every new Rihanna interview makes me grow stronger. We stand a work life balance queen. And then it's a screen cap of a quote from Rihanna uh, that includes the phrase, just like I nurture my business, I need to nurture uh, personal time as well. Rihanna told Paulson, I'll shut things down for two days, three days at a time on my calendar. We now have the infamous P, which means personal days. This is a new thing. So, oh. yeah, it's presidential time. The P for him is presidential time, right. executive time. Executive time. It's, yeah. yeah. Do you just, th- he gets a lot of that, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. When was the last, what was the last tweet he liked before this? I don't know. It's been years, like literally years and years. It's been, oh, 
That's see, he's going, he's going through it. He's mm-hmm. absolutely, he's going, going through it. it. He's even interact like take time he... for yourself, queen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's all about self care. Yes. he has eight likes <laughs> total. Before that, September first, twenty seventeen. It says, please, after several typos, he's just not presidential material. It's like in response to something I think George Papadopoulos, no, Trump tweeted. He liked, dude, his tweet, his he likes, likes his don't own make tweet. any sense. Donald Trump, twenty thirteen. Before that. Donald Trump issues statement on Ted Cruz birth certificate, and it's like a photo of him saying Nixon was a quitter. I've done twice the bad stuff he did, but you won't see me resigning. Mm. Cool. What? Okay. Yeah. So maybe not the best way to uh, gauge that what's going on terribly. in his inner li- in his inner life, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just good good to know. And also, I do stand a uh, work-life balance queen. So. Yeah, you have to. It is yes. a good reminder for all of us. It is. Yeah. I wondered if he went to other people's like, you see, but uh, Rihanna can do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's yeah, the yeah. problem? Oh, so people love her. I get in trouble, but Rihanna gets away with it. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, I got a new that, song coming out called Turd Boy. He's definitely aging the least of any president in the history of the president. Of course, because he's making it work for him yeah. at the detriment of the rest of the country. He also yep. came in so incredibly aged, so it's right. hard to heighten that. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. He does have all sorts of smoke and mirrors uh, worked out. Oh, man. I just want to take a makeup wipe to his face. Uh, I know. Mm. Well, I just want to fill in around. Like, whoever his makeup artist is, is absolutely dogging him. Just, like, <laughs> Doesn't he do his own? So dirty. He must, because... There are some like serious oversights, especially like around his he eyes. He doesn't blend. He does not yeah. blend. His he, face and his neck. It's... Hello, can beauty blender. Can you send him a beauty blender? Yes, mm-hmm. sponsor him. Ugh. But I can't imagine that he would. I feel like he would not do his own makeup. Maybe he likes Fenty gal. <laughs> he likes. Fenty I don't think beauty. that they make orange. Yeah, yeah. quite. I think Rihanna. It's not for him. Yeah, she knows that's not his skin color. Or he was trying it. He's like Rihanna. I really think you should consider expanding the palette of colors you offer for your makeup. <laughs> I was a big fan. Um. <laughs> Guys, it's the moment we've all been waiting for, the 13th Annual Global Peacefulness Survey. And what is it? They rank countries around the world by how peaceful they are. Oh, uh, shit. Based on like militarism, uh, internal like confidence in leadership, Uh-oh. internal confidence in institutions. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, it's not our strongest event as a country. <laughs> uh, the U.S. is ranked 128. <laughs> On the list, yeah. 128? 128. Uh, what's uh, the bottom? So uh, the bottom is Afghanistan, just replaced Syria. Um, Damn. So, and we might as well just add that to our, tack that onto our score. Right. So yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we caused that. Yeah. So really, I think we're number one. So other Western countries, Australia is 13th, uh, Canada, I think, is 4th, Germany, 22nd, Britain, 45th, and France, 60th. And, Who's number one? Uh, number one is Iceland. Damn. Good for them. Because yes. their fucking tap water is like we, we would pay seven bucks a bottle for. I know. Um, oh, bless but you. Some of the factors they take into account are death from conflict, perceptions of global leadership. Uh, and that's that last one's the one where the U.S., they, they have a line graph of that. And everybody else is just kind of going along at the same pace. And right in 2016, the USA just falls off a cliff. Like uh, really, it's it like a really sharp drop. Yeah, it's really <laughs> more pronounced. Yeah, interesting. Oh boy. Well, you know. Yeah. Um, well, let's see what happens next year. Oh, jeez. <laughs> can uh, you imagine? You think we can go lower? You think we'll? I guess I think the show will still be around if the Earth is still around. Uh, will we go up or down? But Projections. Do, uh, what? Can we climb up the charts? Do you think we can? Twenty twenty. Yeah. 
Yeah. If we don't elect Donald Trump again. Well, by this point, I figure it'll come out around this time next year. So oh, he'll right. still be in office. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and we're, we're probably oh, going to no, continue. Think it's going to go worse. worse. I think things can get a lot worse. Yeah, because yeah, I think I don't think we've even seen the beginning of the fucked up shit he can do. Oh, we have sadly. A, yeah, twenty twenty is going to be a nightmare. It already it's already a nightmare. Right, yeah. but if he loses, I don't think he's going to leave peacefully. And I don't know. Th- this is something that you can like just kind of generally feel in the ether of like day to day life that you're like if you travel abroad and like there's just a sense of peacefulness or oh, like yeah, you that know. you're not physically threatened or yes. that like you don't have to assume one in every 20 people you pass is armed like there you can like feel that in oh yeah just like your day-to-day life it's um, wild when you go to countries like that and you're like damn there's no like collective tension like yeah. that you just step off and you're like there is right. like Ooh. sort of a tangible dread yes in, like america now. oh 100 yeah anyways uh, let's talk poliosis, Miles. Yeah, uh, let's. That's a new segment we're gonna do. We're yes. talking about the pulse, um, and uh, and also scoliosis awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so Politico just did a new poll testing people on these hypothetical 2020 head-to-head matchups, just to see kind of okay, like if it was today, who's gonna win? Oh man, and not good for Trump. But again, we don't know what this really means because it's still what fucking. 18 months away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or 13 months, whatever it is. So head-to-head, Biden and Trump, 44% said they would choose a former vice president. 33% said they'd vote for Trump. Um, 24% said undecided. Against Sanders, 42% against Trump, who had 32%. Um, mm-hmm. And then against Elizabeth, Warren, against Elizabeth Warren, statistical tie. Wow. Then, even when you go down to some of the other candidates like Kamala Harris and uh, Cory Booker or Beto O'Rourke, um, bear, like just small leads, nothing significant. And, you know, this, uh, the, they also note that in, in, any, in all of these matchups, Trump never got over 33%, even though some of these Democrat, uh, Democratic candidates were getting into the 40s. And, you know, there's a couple of things to keep in mind. Biden is not going to keep this momentum up the whole time as people put him up next to other people and they're going to be like, say words about your beliefs this time. Just Um, being like blandly presidential in people's memory is not something that's going to hold up well when it starts. I'm not sure who the fuck thinks he's, he's going to bring revive bipartisanship to DC. Like what, again, like all the people he's pointed to is like, I worked with so-and-so. I'm like, you're talking about 30 years ago, right? This is a new game, baby. Yeah. They don't fuck. They don't play. Yeah. It's just age based people who, most of their life uh, was before right. shit went terrible. And also the other thing, you know, to keep in mind is that people are about 70% satisfied, happy about where the economy is right now. Yeah, but so people that, tie the economy to the presidency in a way that just is not uh, actually true or reliable. Does that make sure. sense? Yeah. Right. Like they associate the two things, even though they almost never sync up and have not so much to do with one another. It's weird. They'll connect it when it doesn't need to be and then not make the connection when it's absolutely imperative that you understand that there's no connection there. Like I remember like (laughs) when Obama came in, they're like, well, look what he did to the economy. I'm sorry, my man. That's not how the economy works. His shift just started and he came in with a mop and was like, what the fuck happened in here? Very similarly when uh, Trump got in office and people were like, oh, the economy is turning around. It's like, like, but that's because of Obama's policy. Like if we wait a few more months and see what happens with the tariffs, uh, (laughs) shit's going to go down. Right. And now you have Trump being like, okay, well, look at the economy now. Now he's really trying to make that connection i mean so we'll see what like if i mean i doubt he's gonna actually kind of have any kind of coherent messaging around 
like how good he is. Yeah, for the I, I'm actually very interested to see like what his campaign because it looks like at this point there's no other Republican nominee. But like I'm very interested to see like what the Trump campaign looks like going forward, specifically because right now pretty much any of the Democratic candidates could run against him and we could have an election and it would be competitive, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot because there are like 25 people running. Yeah, uh, oh, so many. Well, that's why the you know we'll see those two f- debates. There'll be two days of debates just to fit in like those uh, yeah. twenty people that actually get in. The other thing though, too, looking at a lot of the the stories around this polling is that you know this isn't good news. Um, especially on top of that, there's even more polling that was showing that he's losing his grip on some of those swing states that delivered him those electoral votes. Um, and this is from the New York Times said, quote, after being briefed on a devastating 17 state poll conducted by his campaign pollster, Tony Fabrizio, Mr. Trump told aides to deny that his internal polling showed him trailing Mr. Biden in many of the states he needs to win, even though he is also trailing in public polls from key states like Texas, Michigan and Pennsylvania. Um, and when the top line details of the polling leaked, including numbers showing the president lagging in a cluster of critical Rust Belt states, Mr. Trump instructed aides to say publicly that uh, other data showed him doing well. Burn it. Also, Democrats have uh, about a six-point lead on a generic congressional ballot. So, yeah, I mean, oh, boy. This is what I'm saying. Like, I- There's a lot of shit going against him. At the same time, the only uh, incumbent to lose an election was George H.W. Bush, and that was when the economy went to shit. Um, at the, on the other hand, at this point, during his presidency, George H.W. Bush's approval was plus 56. Uh, Trump's is minus 11 right now. So, Hey, man. You know, chin up. Chins, <laughs> chins up, my man. You should tweet that at him. Uh, I don't. I stopped tweeting. I used to just ask him if he eats pieces of shit for breakfast every time he tweeted, but it got... <laughs> It that was too much. <laughs> no, not that it didn't get old. I'm very juvenile and I'll die doing a terrible bit. Uh, yeah, I just didn't have the energy to keep up with all the shit that was being tweeted. But yeah, I think, again, that also points to when you look at this, right, he's losing those pieces of the puzzle that help to keep him in office, which keeps the threat of all his legal troubles, you know, at bay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm curious, like, as because clearly, like, when you read things like this, he's now in that part where he's slowly entering the denial phase of being like, Oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, don't tell me that. I don't want to know. But and then that's why I'm curious to see as things become more desperate, how even more desperate the kind of shit he'll do to distract and try and keep some kind of hold. And again, as he said before, he's always talked about he's teased going to war uh, as a way to stay in office. And that is a frightening fucking thought. Yeah. I mean, that is why Bush 1's approval was so high at that time is because he just started a war because the media at the time was calling him a wimp, literally. Right, and, and like, goaded him sh- into it. Show you wimp. I'll show you wimp. Do some war crimes. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about Ad Week, guys. We, we look to them for any you know reporting about millennials and young people in general. Ad Week generally has their uh, <laughs> finger, finger on, on the, the pulse. pulse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, n- culture. So they uh, published an article. Uh, I'm just going to read the ty- the <laughs> headline and subhead to you. It's guys. so aggravating this whole that this is even an article on Adweek. Yes, uh, why targeting millennial consumers might not be such a hot idea after all. And then subhead: a growing body of evidence shows why Gen Y consumers aren't ideal because many of them are broke. That's the subhead. So. Uh, <laughs> They're ruin. We're ruining everything because we're broke and can't buy anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then I like even how Adweek is like, 
here's the deal. They're the problem because they're broke. Uh, otherwise, the consumer machine could run fine. Yeah. Yeah. If they weren't. Yeah. It's really interesting to read all these things that we've known are true and have talked about for the past two years, but written from the perspective of like a consumerist like advocate or like, yeah, right. you know, so they're, they're talking about how this new survey of 4,000 American consumers determined that, you know, millennials are just not spending as much money on random shit, basically. And then they said, the problem is not their size, as millennials represent a larger consumer group than the baby boomers, and it's not the block of money they control. Millennials spend about $600 billion a year. Uh, the problem, rather, is that millennials are saddled with very large and unavoidable expenses that reduce their spending power when it comes to discretionary purchasing. That gets marketers so excited. Expenses like what? They write. Data from Deloitte and other sources point to at least two major factors that are impeding millennial spending power right now. Housing and student debt. What? I know. It's Jesus. like, is there a more obvious statement? Right. It's, it's just... It's so weird to hear like a capitalist assessment right. of the fucking, the machinations of the, the terrible shit that happens in this stage of capitalism. Like, they're the people who sell the shit. Right. And then they're like, huh. We're, it's interesting. We're noticing that this system that we're, we're perpetuating has led to this consumer group not having enough money, and now we're kind of rubbing our chins about it like, huh. Right, yeah. but to have any other take would require self-awareness about their sure. their position in capitalism. <laughs> in it, right. Exactly, exactly, and what it means to be foisting expectations of expenditure onto your consumers when your consumers are literally under the thumb of systemic debt, right? right. And it's like uh, if you're trying to eat and survive, it's, it's like all of those articles about – how millennials are killing certain industries yeah. when in fact those industries don't exist to serve them Yeah, and they should be changing their models. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, if you didn't eat a sandwich all the time, you'd have enough money for a house. Yes. That is, that is like an argument have that really, yeah. Yeah. And it oh. also, that's an argument that really like boils my blood because it's like life is so difficult. If you need to have a sandwich out, do it. Like your, <laughs> your $9 sandwich is not going to even the playing field as far as like generational wealth goes, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the people who can buy houses in Los Angeles are from intergenerational wealth that like honestly they should be redistributing into the community and instead are investing in like assets, which is neither here nor there, but it's just like. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh God. And the, none of them ever take the time to say, well, why is why is someone even forced to decide between a sandwich and healthcare? Absolutely. Like, why don't you zoom out a little bit on like the context of the, yeah, what you're it's asking. it's like an examination of the symptoms that has no lens on the cause. Yeah, right. It's it's a really important point that uh, you don't see covered a lot in the media is that millennials have like they spend a lot of money. It's just they're spending it on things that cost more to their generation, housing and student debt. Like right. student debt has gone, like the, the cost of college has gone way up compared to uh, previous generations and so is housing. Just erase that all that fucking debt now. Yeah, yeah I think like, like what is actually like necessary is an examination of like why college costs have so risen so exorbitantly. Like at what point does it become almost predatory lending? Yeah. Right, like giving student loans out to 18 oh, yeah. year olds who right. maybe like, do or do not have a co-signer, don't really know what's going on, making sure that they're like 
knowing the difference between federal and private loans. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at what point is that sort of like uh, a predatory housing loan? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's also just, I think fundamentally, we just also don't, when I think about the presidential race, I'm like, I'm more interested in candidates who question why things like health and education are uh, profitable revenue streams for companies rather than Absolutely. like, these are not, these aren't things that need to generate revenue. Right. Exactly. But I, I would argue that under capitalism, there is sort of the idea that anything and everything is uh, available for purchase and available to monetize. And if that incentive exists, there's always going to be corporations and people who want it to exist. Like if we think about the pharmaceutical industry, specifically in America, uh, we experience drug prices that no other country does because of things like, you know, patents. And there's just like no incentive to stop doing it because there's so much money inside of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's why. <laughs> We're having this these like moments where we're having to really examine like the sort of systems we're living under. Like, how long can this go before it completely flames yeah, everything absolutely. out? Yeah, absolutely, and before it cannibalizes itself. Yeah, because I mean that's what's happening now with all this kind of privatization of public works and things like that. So, uh, yeah, that drives me nuts. Especially like stories about like kids who will fill in potholes for free, and the city will just like send them a check. Right, and it's just like that is a broken state. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or there's like another one of like kid uses his like. Uh, fucking chore money to, oh, to pay, pay off, off the lunch lunch debt and you're yeah. like oh did you i read one of those stories and the lunch debt was like 74 dollars, and it's like your local government can't i'll send 74 dollars. Right, like yeah. your local government can't cover that like what is right but instead the the way that that gets turned into a news story is if a private individual has to cover it for the people like that's yeah but we also lift those stories up and celebrate them in a way that uh, becomes like toxic like we're like oh that's so sweet instead of being like that's actually super fucked up that they had to do that like where where are any of the like governmental support systems yeah i don't blame us though i i think that (laughs) i think like we're we're gonna find the glimmers of hope where we can like the the people who built the system should be uh, but i think at the same time you can cover that and you can say acknowledge that this person did something good but also in that article because most articles like oh and I mean, six-year-old Steven really went out of his way to well, make we, things more fair, rather than like, he did that because, because he operates failed, in a fucking yes. hellscape exactly. where we put all this shit on this six-year-old kid or however old this child is. Like, what the fuck is well, how that article should end? Yeah. Well, that would be like a more well-rounded and truthful examination of the issue instead of just like the one like human interest beat. Right. Because of- I think it's a little bit makes us feel good, but then it also distracts people that like we're actually racing against a clock of an issue that really needs to be addressed and not really taken seriously because we have moments that we just go, no. Yeah, I think that it can placate people yeah. in a really dangerous way. Yeah, for sure. Well, if we ever get a media outlet, we'll cover that <laughs> side of it. Yeah, and everyone will just be like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah, at the end, it's like, boo. But also, <laughs> shout out to the child, but also, fuck the system that put him or her, them in, in that, that situation. Position. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and Radiohead is also back in the news. What? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. I'm Dude, somebody, the, just I'll just read this excerpt from Pitchfork, just so you know. They put out about sixteen hours of unreleased material from around the time they were recording OK Computer. And if you're a fan, you'd be like, "Wow, that's, that's got to be dope. great." The and the backstory is kind of interesting. He said earlier today, Radiohead released over sixteen hours of unheard demos. Blah blah blah. 
another miscellany recorded around the time they were working on OK Computer. According to a statement from guitarist Johnny Greenwood, the band never wanted to put these recordings out. But once they realized someone had stolen a cache of mini discs from Tom York's archive and was reportedly demanding $150,000 to not release them, they decided to upload everything onto Bandcamp themselves. You can stream it all for free for the next 18 days only or pay 18 pounds for downloads with the proceeds going to the environmental organization Extinction Rebellion. Um, and then, like, Tom York had this part. He's just like, yeah, the, the material's not V-interesting. There's a lot of it. Just sort of, like, <laughs> check it out. Yeah. There's, I mean, I was listening to some of the stuff. If you're yeah. a fan... Um, I don't know how many of y'all are Radiohead fans in here, uh, but like, it's interesting to see some songs go from like not that great to like what you heard yeah. on OK Computer. And it's you're like, worse mm. versions of the songs yeah. that I love, but it's, it's like a behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's With really no interesting to see <laughs> how like the vibe of OK Computer was like is totally missing from like yeah. a lot of the songs. Like, what, what was the one that we were listening to that sounded like kind of loungy and like jazzy and like. Oh, I, like motion picture mom's. soundtrack. Yeah, motion picture yeah. soundtrack, which is like the most like stark and <laughs> yeah. just dark song on that. Uh, well, I don't know. They're all pretty stark and dark, but uh, yeah, it like has like a loungy like wow, 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 yeah, like, it's fun vibe. But to in it. a way, you know, like if you're a creator, it's one of those things to see. It's like even people you hold up to be geniuses, like yeah, it took they had to walk through some shit to get to where they got. Yeah, you know? it provides like amazing transparency for yeah. art. You know what I mean? And it's I think, like watching the homework happen. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the value as I was listening to it because there are even moments where like Tom's like I'd, like just demoing stuff on guitar by himself, and you're like, "Whoa, I think this is him!" Like in the process of writing like one of these songs, and then you can kind of tell you're like, "Okay," and then it takes a collective, takes the Johnny Greenwoods and everybody of the world to be like, oh, "I got this idea. Let's flesh it out. Let's make it something better." But yeah, I think it does demystify. I think it's good for creative people, especially because for me, especially when I was like first getting into anything, music or comedy, I had a very like skewed perception of what it meant to be a creative. Like I thought people were just geniuses and sat in a room and just went like blacked out and made shit. And I had no appreciation for process or respecting my own process. And I think things like this help you see like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole thing is process, right? Like it's 16 hours. That's like. Yeah, I mean, it's it can be painful to, especially when you're first starting, it can be painful to see the kind of work that you want to make and the work that you are making, Yeah. right? And not understanding, like, or even as you, I think, like, mid-level people experience specifically something where it's like, okay, I, I know what my taste is, and I know the things I like, and I know what I, what I want to make, but I don't have any of the tools to make it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, stuff like this helps us remember that, like, a lot of it is trial and error. Yeah. And to be like more gentle with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, absolutely. And take this thing out of the word failure or even what failure is. Yeah. It's, or celebrate failure, right? It's, yeah. Where it's like, that's just another avenue that I don't have to bother going down. It's an iteration. Yeah. Whatever it is. Or it's more information, really, is what that is. Like failure. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> we could start a podcast just talking about failure, embracing <laughs> failure. Go I'm sure read there's Some of the early drafts of like some classic movies like Star Wars or like Batman or Spider Man. Like some of the early attempts to back back to the future was like stupid as fuck in some of the early drafts um more stupid than hey chuck it's your cousin marvin marvin barry marvin barry <laughs> that sound you're looking for Whoa. yeah whenever i feel really bad about myself i read the californication pilot script and everything feels better it's oh is like, it a mess so is it really bad a fucking mess yeah hey. wow. in a really enjoyable way sure in sure, a really sure. enjoyable way Wait, in a way that you're like, it's so bad, it's good? Yeah, it t- comes back around on, in on itself. Wow. Yeah. He has sex with that 16-year-old, and she punches him in the face. Yeah. You should all read it. It's good. 
Does he have a sex with a 16-year-old in the show? Yeah, but she doesn't know. He doesn't know that she's 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's okay. So it's fine. <laughs> so it's chill. Yeah. So it's chill, dude. Uh, that show, in my memory, I was just like, oh, wow, that show is super fucked up. Uh, yeah. But I haven't really thought about it in a long time. That was another show on Showtime? Didn't see it because it didn't yeah. have Showtime. Or except oh, a couple I, episodes. I watched it in, like, later. Like, once it was on Hulu or whatever. Oh, uh, got you. Yeah. I only saw it, like, maybe three years ago. Oh, okay. Guys, let's talk about the most important story that we have covered in our time doing the Daily Zeitgeist. Yep. Uh, there is a new flavor of Mountain Dew. <laughs> sweet lightning. Oh, sweet, sweet lightning. Um, Ellery, it sounds like I, I can already tell just by the look on your like face. Is it like a sweet tea a soda? Dew is that what the fan? Kind of. Okay, so first, we have to discuss. I think Baja Blast came out like 15 years ago. Yes. Okay, so it's been a while. Really? That yes. long ago? Yeah. And now we have something new. You know what's weird? July. But there are different iterations of Baja Blast. Yes. Right. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> wait a second. Oh. oh you, you, you're you rope-a-doping us Excuse on your Mountain Dew knowledge? Mountain Dew knowledge. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, go on. I know. That's all I know. Oh. <laughs> I know there's like a red one and like a teal Code one. Code red. And then Baja like- Baja Blast. Maybe a-, a Dark blue one, a medium blue. There's mm. a yellowish one that they have a Taco Bell that I don't. I usually get. Uh, I just okay, do the regular. Red. Yeah, you know that's the I one time the I get. I don't know why I'm going to Taco Bell. I got to drink Mountain Dew because I'm trying <laughs> to just fully destroy my insides. Ever um, since I went miniature golfing at a place with that blue water, I've always wanted to drink something that looked like that. So oh, I go with that. Or, bar- yeah, or, I love or a barbicide. Yeah, yeah, toilet exactly. bowl color. Yeah, yeah. Drink. yeah do absolutely. people still have those blue? Toilet water cakes in there, shit. I felt like My that was a very does. 90s, 80s thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have one you too? <laughs> Super Juice Anna Jose? The elderly. The elderly. Uh, our, our toilets actually have them uh, after the cleaners come sometimes. No, but that's them putting in, like, there's like a cleaner versus like the thing when you put in the tank. Yeah. That yeah. blue water yeah, comes yeah. out the whole time. And then I, I always remember being like, why is this necessary? Because my pee was just turning green. Wait. <laughs> sorry, real quick question. But that's how you can tell if you're drinking enough water. Yeah. Yes. Or just. In regular, you just be like, "How dark yeah, is it?" Is like <laughs> I'm going fun. for clear. Right. I'm like, "What? Yeah, what shade will I get?" Yeah, out? what shade of blue can is you get? Is it forest yeah. green? So we're at the 15 year anniversary of Baja Blast and the 25 year anniversary of the O.J. Simpson murders. Yeah. Wow. Is Baja Blast <laughs> honoring the the lives of Nicole <laughs> Brown Smith? All right, sorry. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, oh man. <laughs> Hold on, now let me finish this. Now. So July 1st. They're billing it as, quote, the first exclusive beverage to be offered at KFC. Now, here's the deal. Because it's Yum Brands, Yum Breezies. This is meaning that they are going to basically, this is something that they've designed to work with the Chicon at KFC. Okay? So, um, as they go on, the um, the whole goal with Sweet Lightning was to, quote, create the perfect pairing for KFC's original recipe fried chicken. The result is a golden-hued soda with a punch of peach and a touch of honey flavors, ostensibly a crisp and sweet counterpoint to deep-fried batter. Now, see, that is some rookie shit, because if oh. you're trying to match KFC, you don't tell people what's in your ingredients. You don't tell them like what the flavor profile is, right? Oh. Like, Because isn't KFC like all about secrecy? I mean, it's MSG, like, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, isn't that the They secret? don't mention it. Yeah. I Look, I love um, Mountain Dew. Yeah, me too. I mean, not as much as you. But yes. like in the context of a Yum Brands restaurant, uh, shout out to Sweet Lightning mm-hmm. and making us all have our teeth rot. Yeah, Ellery, I think it's against God. What, Mountain Dew in general? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Damn. 
Yeah. No, go on. I like. What this. do you drink <laughs> when you go to South Carolina? Uh, I try to do water. What? Yeah. Do you drink? Oh yeah, you're drinking. I try water. to do. Well, I'm not sure. I drink a lot of coffee and not so much water. But uh, I used to work at a. I used to work at a bakery like when I was in high school. And we, how we cleaned the ovens is we would pour Mountain Dew on them and turn them on. And it was so acidic that it would, it would like clean, chemically clean the bottom of the oven, mm-hmm. like get everything up out of it. Mm-hmm. Wait, so in the oven, like at the base of it, yeah, you like, just put a little pool of, we would put Mountain a little Dew? pool of Mountain Dew and, and run the like, oven. Yeah. And it would, we would run self clean on the oven. So it would like bubble up. Yeah. And it would, uh, it was like brand new. Yeah. It would like wipe out all of I the love it. crust. <laughs> I love it. I Can you do that on a flat top grill too? Then, I mean, maybe? that's what probably, yeah. yeah. That's what it's doing to the inside of your stomach also. Great. Because my poops look like it's just like- cleaning it out. So thank you, Mountain Dew. Just blowing it out. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, a yeah. bunch of weirds. Yeah. Oh, God. Very smooth on the inside. Very smooth. Yeah. yeah. Brand new on the inside, doctors would say, if I got a colonoscopy. Uh, Ellery, it has been a pleasure having you on oh, the Daily you so Zeitgeist. Much. I had a lot uh, of fun. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Ellery Smith on Twitter. And uh, I run a monthly comedy show called Funnelingus. We have one Saturday in Los Angeles. I'm and, seeing uh, a theme. Yeah. With your T-shirt, vegetarian. Oh yeah. Vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. No, vegetarian. I was, I was trying to get it for the show. I think we might do like a show auction. Oh. There you go. So Sick. I'm trying to find like fun vagina themed. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Yeah, actually, yeah. Wait, it's Michael Cohen tweeting okay. out his prison address in case oh, anybody shit. wants to send him mail. I didn't see that it was actually, it's actually Michael, Michael Cohen. Cohen. Yeah. Oh my God. He tweeted out where you can find him in prison if you want to send For him. For future correspondence. If you want to send him a letter. Yo, sh- should we fucking start yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to get be pen pal? Should we catfish Michael Cohen? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. He's happily Yo. married. I know, isn't that so well, fucking we'll, funny? We'll, see, we'll find out soon enough, Ellery. And he's also in upstate New York. Yeah, is he... Isn't that what it's like? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. He's just right down the street from you. I He's in the he same prison as the situation. Dan and Moore. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. It's the, That's I mean, so maybe they're funny. sellies. But, maybe oh, man, sellies. look, I'll test the bonds of Michael Cohen's marriage yeah. with a new there was character something about I that made me laugh so hard. Just him being like, sure, I'm, I'm going to jail, but if you if you want to write me, like, here's yeah. my address. Right. Oh, I'll use that filter on Snapchat. For all future correspondence. For all future correspondence. Damn. He's probably getting. I'm sure there are a lot of people oh, who I'm are sending so sure. him plenty of yeah, shit. Absolutely. Also, this man doesn't need any money for his commissary either. Don't put money in his commissary, please. He has money. <laughs> Miles, I'm just thinking purely like when you're looking out for <laughs> right. him in jail, sticky like, buns. Yeah, like he doesn't need it. He has. I'm sure he has he's all kinds of money hidden somewhere, yeah. and he has a family. If anything, he's, he's help got the some situation. Accounts. Yeah, 100. Uh, find me. Yeah, Twitter. you. Yes, Twitter, Instagram, yeah, at Miles of Gray. A couple of tweets I like. Uh, first one's from Nick Vatterot, at Nick Vatterot. Don't get plastic surgery. Get paper surgery. It's better for the environment. Mm. Uh, another one, Dana Donnelly. I'm dating someone who asked me when my 17-year-old sister turns 18 every single time we hang out. Oh I deserve gosh. better. This guy clearly has a hard time remembering birthdays, and I don't want to be disappointed <laughs> on mine. Shout out to Dana. She helps me produce my podcast. Dope. Very funny girl. Yeah. Funny I'm loving the tweets. She's great. Yeah. Her sister is a 17-year-old like ASMR model who dropped out of high school to do it. Oh, wow. It's, that's like and a successful? real- I don't I know. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. A, a what model? ASMR. No, ASMR. Maybe it's oh, not ASMR. a model. Performer. Oh, got you, got you, got you. Performer. I just heard MR. I was like, what's that MR? Uh, artist, I think. Artist, right. Yes. Oh, is yeah. that- and is she doing like just like finger like just down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, eats yeah. glue. No, shut up. No, she really. Eats glue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like plugging Dana's sister right now. Yo, yeah. wait, hold on. She this might is... have removed the video, but I'm almost pop. There was one. It was her most popular one because it looked like cum. 
Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So it's like, here's me downing a bunch of Elmer's yep. school glue. Mm-hmm. It, oh, and it's non-toxic, so, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that's what you know, kids, kids kitty yeah. paste. Exactly. <laughs> so it's hitting, it's scratching a few itches. Because maybe <laughs> if you grew up having the mad crush on, like, the kid who ate the glue, you're like. It's scratching a few itches, yeah. for sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Uh, a couple tweets I've been enjoying. Sean Clements tweeted, Still so hard to believe that behind closed doors, some of these Hollywood guys secretly behave the same way they do at parties and in interviews and everywhere else. <laughs> uh, and Teresa Lee tweeted, Has anyone checked on the guy who wrote, Cross my heart, hope to die, stick a needle in my eye? <laughs> I mean, are they okay? What happened to that guy? Uh, and Cam Tyesson tweeted a screen cap of the all-time list of most uh, highly paid athletes. Uh, number three, Tiger Woods at uh, $1.7 billion. Number two, Michael Jordan at $1.85 billion. Number one, Gallius Apollius Diocles uh, at $15 billion adjusted for inflation. And Cam Tyson tweeted, eat shit, Michael Jackson, you broke bitch. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we write uh, this is uh, from a group called Extremely Bad Man, uh, and it's called Up With The Birdies. And they're like a trio, I think, from L.A. Um, and I just like it because it's got that like 90s trip-hop vibe to it. And it sounds like oh, it that's what we were been, listening to earlier. Yeah, it sounds like it could have been from them, but they they do a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I thought it was Jamiroquai earlier. So. Uh, Jamiroquai, um, they're in their own lane. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. Yes. Uh, the Respect to the Space Cowboy. Yes, yes. Of course. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. We're going to ride out on that Jamiroquai song. Uh, we will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye. I